Hey, welcome again to another episode of Two Dumbbells and a Microphone. I am DJ Moore. That's right, and I'm Joey Dessel. This is episode 17, a continuum to 16. <laughs> that was the how. He's laughing because we've already recorded two minutes, we thought, and we actually weren't recording. Yep. So we had to start all over, so it's... It's pretty funny that we yeah. <laughs> had to redo things. We're definitely amateurs, and we're definitely having fun. So good reminder today with a little blooper reel. It is <laughs> It is part of the process of uh, getting better at something is that you, you think you have it dialed in, and then every now and then it, we didn't turn things on. Yep. This happens. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> no big deal. That's the, it's, the, it's the power of editing right here. Yeah. But uh, we're going to let you know how we goofed up. It's funny. So... Episode 17. Let's hit it. It's the why to the how. And I think this was important from your standpoint, telling people that we really need to tell them the whys behind things, right? Mm -hmm. And have things explained better. Yeah. It's it's more now that we have to have described the actions behind things. And we want to share why with you today. And we want to keep it short, 30 minutes or less. It's good reminders, definitely. So we'll keep things tight before it gets too hot or the podcast gets too lengthy. But we want to pick up where we left off, which yep. was episode 16. So if you haven't listened to that one already, I would recommend starting there. Basically, yeah. we were thinking about the concept of how to keep our, our workout efforts, our health and fitness efforts going. How do we maintain and make sure that we can you know, really have a lifetime of health and wellness. And so when we were looking at episode 16 and the topics that we found, there was really these two broad categories, the hows and the whys. There was things that really helped us to keep things going. And then there was things that were like reasons why we would keep things going. Right. Yeah. And so today, episode 17, we're going to pick up where we left off from 16. We have maybe two points that we want to touch on, and then we'll get into really the why keeping things going. And as we get through today, like we talked about last time, we really want to make sure that we're sharing, you know, real world actionable advice, things that, that matter for normal people. The things that we give our clients. Yeah. Currently. Yeah. So we're going to give you the same information I give the ones in person. Yeah. And I'm sorry I interrupted you. (laughs) You were going with that. No, that's okay. That works, man. No worries. Uh, We're having a good time today. And so as we're coming through, you know, I hope that that energy as we go on to this topic, that's a, you know, a good energy to bring into it because a lot of times with health and wellness, it can get, you know, a little bit, a little bit overwhelming, especially when we talk about the medical side of stuff, you know, and I don't want anybody to be thinking about this in, you know, too scary of a way, but one of the big things that we'll talk about today really touches on, on that. Yeah. The seriousness of what we're talking about. It is tough. We do sound serious, but to be all honest, this is really lighthearted, too. I want it yeah. to be lighthearted. As your journey through things, it's, it's not to take it too seriously. Yeah. Not in, unless your health is at jeopardy, obviously, but we also have a good time when I train and, and joke around and, and, right. and, and mess around. It's not all serious. And you're right. We need to make sure that they understand it's like as you journey through this, it's okay to have a joke or two. Yeah, and good la- reminder. And laugh at yourself or fail at something and, and have a good giggle at it because. Well, it's okay to suck at something when you're when you're new at it. We're yeah. working to get better at something. It's okay right. to not be good. That's part of it. And and I think people, you know, this is a great time for a reminder. If you haven't listened already, check out our episode on counterculture because we talk about this a lot. But, you know, there's a, uh, quite a bit of emotional baggage in the health and fitness industry. And 
personal trainers are even taught to kind of pick on that stuff in the sales process. And so we just want to make sure, you know, another reminder right off the top that we're, we're not trying to bring any of that into today's conversation. Yeah. We're not, in, we're not like, uh, like drill instructors right. as type of coaches or trainers. Yeah. We're not like that at all. Matter of fact, I, I prefer to kind of joke around and have a good time with you while we train because it kind of takes your mind off things if you can joke about stuff. Yeah. Especially when they tip over or something, when they're doing something. Instead of like, oh, you can get this, I'll say things like, yeah, that's funny, huh? It's hard. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, and I think that's a great segue for today. You know, we're, we're talking about keeping things going yep. and having that enjoyment as part of your process. I think it's critical because you can't do boot camp for your entire military career, right? It's a different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. if we're going to have some kind of like wholesale change where you're going to have this daily regimen and all this guidance basically forcing you to do all these things, well, of course, that changes away as soon as we're out of that scenario. That's right. And so I think fitness kind of got caught up in this where it was like, we even see promotions. Oh, it's a boot camp. You can come in for X number of times per week, this many weeks in a row. And when it's done, it's done. But that doesn't really give us any continuance. There's no way for us to continue afterwards and maintain any results that you've achieved. Right. Like, like, well, just, I'm not going to pick on CrossFit, but I'll give it as an example. Okay. I mean, you can do a lot of CrossFit, you know, for a year, maybe two years. Well, you can't do that forever. You have right. to back away and train in other styles and fashions yeah. to keep that kind of thing going. It's, it's too, it's, I know there's going to be a lot of people out there just going to disagree with me. Go for right it. Now. They're going to be like, well, you know, I can do CrossFit for life. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, you could do, you could do the exercises for life but maybe not at that intensity mm -hmm. for life. And nor mm -hmm. do I think you should do it that intense every day. Yeah. Cause we talked about healing times and stuff like that yeah. in uh, previous episodes. So what you're right. saying to me is like, there's gotta be some change in here. Yeah. Right. And what we do is for our clients is I actually do the same thing. I change that type of momentum and that change that type of training uh, all week for them. Yeah. See, perfect. You said it right there, which is that, if you're in that, you know, basically too hard type of workout, you can't keep up that pace. And if you fall off your pace because, you know, an injury or just because the sheer challenge of what you you're doing, tired of it. yeah, you get tired of it. Well, that does not bode well for maintaining and for keeping up, like you said, momentum. So we have to either factor in these periods where we change what type of workout we're doing or directly address the intensity that we go through those workouts. That's why we get asked, you know, that's, I think as trainers, we get, you know, this idea that we've got to know, you know, all the exercises mm -hmm. because we need variety. Right. Okay. And to keep momentum going, there mm -hmm. has to be some variety for a person. Yeah. Um, very rarely do I just take myself for example, I can only stay into a phase of training for so long. Then mm -hmm. I, I'm not saying I get bored of it. I just know it's time to make that switch. Right. I I know when my body tells me this, it's like, mm -hmm. it's time. My brain is clicking. It's like, this is not part of the enjoyment. You need to move on. And I do so quite easily and yeah. with no hiccups. But for your clients or my clients, sorry, I teach the same idea is stop, change it up, do something different so that you can continue on for the rest of your life. Right. And if that means stretching for a whole day, well, that means stretching or mobility for a whole day. See, I think that's a critical call out because people kind of fall into this trap where they... They've become dissatisfied with their health and fitness. They know they need a big dramatic change because they want a big dramatic result. And so they get into something that's quite different than what they're used to. They sign up for that boot camp. 
And like DJ is saying, you can't keep that up the whole time. And so when we come to the end of that, we have to have a plan for modifying what type of workouts you're doing, switching into a different intensity, something that's going to continue your adherence to the routine of taking care of yourself. Okay. Now, we were talking earlier about this. and How do we get them yeah. to change it? Mm-hmm. And it's easier for our clients to get changed because we're going to do it for them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to recognize what's going on right. and, and the, the, what I'm doing for them. And I'm gonna like, you know, today's not the day for that. I'll change this. I'll change that. I'll do my changes for them based mm-hmm. on the day. Again, I'll ask them how they're doing or I'll watch them walk in and I can see yeah. things and I'll make my adjustments there. How do we get you, the audience, mm-hmm. to recognize when you need that change? Yeah. And we discussed this earlier. It's Good really question. hard yeah. to know this. Now, for you and me, we have spent years working out and training, mm-hmm. and we know when it's time. It's just inherent now. I feel it. I just know it. Right. It's time to make that switch. Okay. How do I get my other, my non-client people yeah, to do tough the same question. thing? Definitely. These are hard things to recognize. And mm-hmm. one thing that I said to you was this. The person is going to need to be in these type of environments for a significant amount of time to right. understand their own body. A certain degree of familiarity is required. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, two years, three years, four years of lifting in different patterns, lifting different styles, different tempos, different times, and building that knowledge in as they go along. Yeah. This is that the long stage of learning who you are, what your body's about, how it works, how you're going to feel. This kind takes, of a period of self-discovery. Yes, correct. Yeah. And how does that happen? Well, you, you have to stay within this field. Mm-hmm. Got to keep working out. You got to keep going back. You got to keep testing and trying and changing things right. in order to recognize when these moments happen. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I knew, I, like I told you earlier, as I knew when I had that central nervous system fatigue after leg days. Mm. And it took me a little while to figure this out. Like two years, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I so beat up? Mm. I wasn't necessarily extremely sore. I just felt completely exhausted. Yeah. It wasn't because I, I didn't know about central nervous system fatigue. Okay. I didn't understand. It's a me, new concept. It, well, for me back in the 90s, yeah. And yeah. it was like, what's that? Yeah. And so when years have gone by and I finally figured out what it was, I was like, okay, I need to make an adjustment mm. on my routine or my rest right. or my meal or all three of those things in yeah. order to not have this because having that much fatigue on your central nervous system is is not good yeah so i was learning how to balance that and say okay i can be this aggressive but i'm also gonna have to be way less aggressive the next day yeah but it took me two years to figure this out Hmm. and now the other day when i was doing those big ass deadlifts yeah man the next day i was reminded i was like yeah you are tired yeah my body was tired and it was that slight Full body fatigue. Completely done. And right. so did I do a crazy workout that day? The following day. Yeah, the following day? No. no. Change it up. Right. Change it up. I still moved around to get the blood flow through, but I changed it up completely. I knew, because of experience, right. when to make that change. Now, you as a client out there may not know this right away. Mm. You may not experience this. And then I said to you this, well, how many of them are actually going to work out that hard yeah. They experience something like this. Good question. So how many how many fitness participants are actually are pushing go themselves to that, that level? That level yeah. 
and then recognize when they need to take a change, make a change. Mm-hmm. Or how many are going to be working out and not seeing a physical change in their body before they need to make a, to recognize they need to make another change? Yeah. Will they even be aware that the same routines that they're doing yeah. are actually not working? And they're like, oh, they're not working. What do I do? I'll just keep doing the same things over and over again. And then mm. that's where they get frustrated. Right. How do they recognize that? That's frustrating. Yeah. Well, if well, you're doing something and it's... That's the recognition. If you're doing something over and over and over and over and over again, and you're not seeing any change whatsoever, that's your sign. Yeah. That's one of them. It says, look, it's not working. It's time to get some more information and education so that you can make that change. Yeah. That's going to take time. Yeah. So there is a certain amount of time, basically like the reps. You need to just put in the work to get used to what you can do. I used to call it it tub. Tub. Time under bar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a funny acronym for it. Well, yeah. because it starts. It was for me. It was like, well, how much time do I have under this bar? Like yeah. it's it's. And so I just call it tub, and it's just easy for me to remember. Okay. And that gives me that that. For me, it's like saying like I'm really smart, man, because I've had a lot of time under bar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, it'd be like a, a mechanic has to spend a certain amount of time with his hands getting dirty inside an engine bay. Yeah, of course. You know, if he's really going to be that that well versed at mechanical stuff. And so I think that, you know, as I'm listening to you first, I think the audience is probably going to want to understand central nervous system fatigue. If you can explain that a little bit. Yeah. And and then they'll have more context on, on what they're talking about. And then I'll bring it back in to what we're talking about today, which is that idea of how we hang on to the momentum and keep things going. Okay. I think this is really important stuff. (laughs) Okay. Central nervous system fatigue. And so it's this overload in my body it sends signals and says, hey, your body is now tired, right? Mm-hmm. So I figured this. Central nervous system figure for me is a complete exhaustion of the nervous system. I've worked it too hard. My body can't recover, mm. and it's going to continue to tell me I can't recover until I take a rest. Yeah. And that's the best way I can explain it. So if you can explain it better than that in a more simple term, please do so. But for me, it's always been this. It's my, my nervous system actually being shut down. Mm. It's saying you're not going to be able to perform at the level that you want to. I won't let you. I've tried it, by the way. I mm. used to work out after having this the next okay. day, and I would feel the same thing, this yeah. complete utter exhaustion. That's what it really is. It feels like from the head to toe, like you're sluggish. Yeah. Like you didn't get your caffeine in you or something. It's just right. you're dragging all day long. In spite of caffeine. In spite of anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, food. Yeah. Uh, caffeine or anything yeah it shuts your system down it's um like the wiring harness in your car if one of those cables is cut the signal is not being sent correctly mm. and so that's what it feels like it's like nothing's being sent out correctly or fast or as it what it used to be right okay so. yeah and so for people like you were mentioning after some heavy deadlifts maybe we'll put in some footage if you recorded it <sighs> when you have these in the context of, you know, workouts, when you have these high exertional efforts where you're either doing, you know, typically heavier load than you're used to, more volume, more duration, something that's extra taxing on your body, then 24, 36, 48 hours afterwards, people will feel these symptoms of central nervous system fatigue, which is basically a way to say, hey, we have this kind of full body sensation of, like DJ was mentioning, tired, sluggish lethargic a little weaker usually and it's actually uh almost like a semi-protective mechanism for your body where 
your brain has detected how much hard work you've put through, in this case, the posterior chain and the deadlifts. And it knows, hey, if we allow this human vehicle to do a lot more work again today, it can be too much work for us total. So we're going to put like a governor. We're going to put a, a something that limits how much we can do. And the way that your body communicates that to you is to give you those symptoms, you know, and say, hey, don't feel very motivated to weightlift today because it's not a good day for you to do weightlifting based on what you did yesterday. Yep. But it, so, it took me a long time to figure that out, though. I would go right. back in the next day thinking I could just, you know, get through it. And this is when I was much younger. So mm-hmm. I was much more thinking, like, oh, yeah. it's just me being, you know, right. wimpy or whatever. It's an interesting, it is, so. interesting distinction between us because you had to go through that and then learn about learn about it and, and sort of recognize what you had lived. Yeah. Whereas I came up through the collegiate education and they said, hey, this is what it is. Watch out for it. Yeah. And so that's kind of a kind of a good way, I think, for the audience to realize, too, that they get to benefit from this knowledge rather than going through this kind of trial and error process. So long story short, the reason why it matters now is because if we're going to advocate for people to go through multiple workout sessions, to come back in for additional sessions per week or to get out and get some physical activity, even when they're tired and sore. Well, I want to make sure that we give them some guardrails so that they can know when it's too much and when they need to reduce their intensity even further, maybe reduce it all the way to the point of a full stretching session or a sauna workout and then go home, whatever it may be. I think right now we need to put this message out there because there's a culture of doing the really hard Navy SEAL type workout. And if you can't do that, then you beat yourself up over it. And this is something I see. Yeah, that could be it. I see people who are trying to change their fitness. They fall into this trap where they're like, dude, this is what I should be doing. I can't make it happen. It's my fault. And then they go back in the next day and they try to do something that's just objectively too much. And it doesn't work. Right. And it can even work backwards because when you're chronically in that central nervous system fatigue, but you're continuing to push yourself, it's detrimental to the, the stress hormone levels in your body, literally counter to the, the weight loss goal that you may have. And so we really want to advocate for this. When you detect in your own body that you need to do less, do a little bit less, but don't feel bad that you have done less. Instead, feel really satisfied and happy that you hit what you, you properly a, should have. You made a smart choice. You you, yeah. you really were discerning that this is the time. And that's, that's it. Yeah. That's a smart person that knows their body. And that's where I love that you led off with the familiarity because we really have to make sure that we're we're being distinct here. We're not advocating for you to just do less and be be uh, easier and easier on yourself. There might not be enough stimulus for change if we're not pushing ourselves into that discomfort. And so we have to ride this fine balance of maybe self-discovery and, and determining how much you can do and just what what you can tolerate, but then also not being too hard on yourself when you need to bring that down a little bit. I'm going to keep this in check, though, with this statement. But yeah, go this ahead. This is not being in the, the gym scenarios for so long and so many years, I've just witnessed that most people don't really work out that hard yeah. to even figure this stuff out. That's you, a good you, point. They, you just, And I'm not trying to make jokes here. I just know that most people will preserve themselves to a point. They, they're not sure. going to go that hard. They don't like to go that hard. That's why they hire us. It's pretty uncomfortable. They yeah. hire us to push them through those zones yeah. and teach them what it's like. Fair. But on their own, most people don't really fall into this category where they need to like, hey, I need to take a little break. Mm-hmm. Most people fall into that category and Jim's like, they, you need to keep going, sir, yeah. ma'am. You're like, we need to keep the momentum. So yeah. there is this recognition of when to back off. But out. this is also known to say, hey, 
most of them that don't think actually work out that hard. And you don't have to work out this hard to be healthy, by the way. Right. right? It's yeah, yeah. It's key. We're kind of the edge cases on how how much we push ourselves yeah. and continuing that self exploration process of just like, Ooh. wow, what can I do? How many lunges? How many pounds? It's, what can I still lift at this age? You know, that's that's a thrill that we recognize. Not is not shared between everybody. That's something that might be a little specific to us fitness nerds. It's just because that's our passion. Yeah, this is the passion, and we should be we should be about that lifestyle. Yeah, that should resonate with any coach. It's like yeah, yeah they should speak like us. Right, passionate, diligent, wanting to do more or change yeah. things and tweak things, and yeah. always trying to discover. Right, and it doesn't have to be coaches. inside the gym walls. Right, absolutely. A, a not. Listener could be thinking about this for hiking mileage or how many you know whatever swims they're able to do. Whatever it is, I think you should try to exceed yourself a little bit, and then. Like we've mentioned pretty much this whole episode, realize when you're starting to get those speed wobbles and you're almost going off the road and you need to correct and slow down and, and maintain, you know, to keep things from becoming a complete crash or a total stop when you have to, you know, let's say change a tire or whatever. We yeah. want to keep the car rolling. This is just a reminder for you folks out there. Yeah. Yeah. Good coaches will, will push you to the how they far they need and then they'll back off when they need to as well. We want you to learn the same aspects. That's what yeah. I teach my clients. That's the important part of today. And so as we continue this talk, I'm looking over at our whiteboard to make sure we cover everything. The, the real topic today is why you want to keep things going. And we've talked, you know, kind of at length about how to do that because it's just so important, right? But why to do it, I think, is its own, its own kind of category. And so the first thing that we have over there is that we recognize as coaches, we have this perspective that, that it's much harder to undo a loss of health and, and wellness than it is to regain it or to gain it in the first place or prevent it or yeah. prevent it, yeah. a problem. Right. And Having so, it. yeah, going from some pounds overweight to normal weight is harder than maintaining normal weight. And I know some people are probably listening to that <laughs> and say, Hey, it's too late already though. You know, the water is inside the boat yeah. and you're saying, Hey, keep the water outside. That's easier. Duh. Right. But I'm saying that to people who have a chance, if you're 20 pounds overweight, it's easier to maintain that than it is to go to 40 over and then come back to 20 Mandatory. over, right? Makes sense. Yeah, and the same thing goes for your strength level, right? It's so much easier to maintain strength than it is to try to regain strength. Right? Bone density, you might have already, that ship yeah. might have sailed, right? You can't go back in time and add load to you when you were in your 20s. So I'm saying make sure that you, the why to do this is because it's harder to undo or to reverse any yeah. of those effects. Uh, we, we talk about this several times. We're yeah. like sort of going backwards. Yeah, a like, little bit. But I think that that's important because of the way uh, coaching and training has been talked about for so long. Yeah. We're kind of taking it backwards and saying, okay, what's more important is actually whys. Yeah. The why behind everything is what you should be focusing on more. Yeah. And that's what we see is that you cannot – it is. I will tell you the truth. If I gain weight, little extra, the little extra fat on me, mm -hmm. even though I'm an expert, like it does take me a little bit while longer to, to get it back yeah. off again. Even though I am very diligent about keeping right. myself very well maintained. Perfect example. It is really easy now at my age to go off the rails quicker mm -hmm. and gain weight because I'm getting older. And my body doesn't want to do. Yeah. It's it's getting there, so I have to be extremely diligent every day mm -hmm. to not want to smash cookies and, and everything. It's yeah. like 
but even a pound for me, there you go, takes a little extra work. Yeah, and, and this so is a, you know better timeless. maintain it. Yeah, better better to maintain it, better to attain it, and then keep it rather than waiting and then trying to do a, an even harder an even harder task. And sometimes I think about this kind of like uh, walking uphill. The the hill gets steeper the later in life you try to make some health and fitness change. You know, and so the the further you are overweight or the worse your blood chemistry is, the harder it is to start to recoup that. And so I'm just thinking of it kind of in a selfish manner. Make it easy for yourself. A big why to do these health and fitness behaviors is simply because your future self is going to appreciate that you gave an easier road. Yeah, I agree. You know? Now, I think this goes kind of two ways, which is that it's easy to talk about the negatives that we can avoid. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, we, we sort of obsess on that in the health and fitness industry. Absolutely. We obsess on it. Yeah. The other side of this is there's all the positives that you can have and you can live every single day when you are on the other side of that health and wellness, let's say goal, right? So if you're at ideal body weight or if you have great strength or good mobility, you get to have no problem parking far away from the the entrance, right? Or going up several flights of stairs because the elevator's out of order. You're not going to be tired or out of breath when you get up there. And so that's the kind of thing that if you need even more of a reminder of the importance of why, those are the things that really that really matter. We get a, a unique perspective because I have a, a couple senior clients that I train. Yeah, go and for this, it. This is like, because that daily reminder is I get to see this every day. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps me going as well. Yeah. I get to see what the future looks like at 70, who's Marilyn 74 and Kathy's 72. Yeah. So they're in their 70s and doing what they're doing now, right, is like yeah. my reminder of yeah. why we're doing this for that's the cool. younger crowd that I teach. It's like a reminder of a prediction of the future. And seeing what's yeah. happening to these ladies, you can clearly see, you know, what we've been doing for them, what I've helped them do, and they've yeah. done them for themselves actually is they prevented a lot of things and avoided a lot of things because of the work they've done. Yeah. And I take that same thing and I say, this is a reminder. And then I go back and I tell all those 40-year-olds that I train, mm-hmm. right, this stuff. Yeah. It's like, you know what's coming your way? That's when we it, talk exactly. about your knees, your hips, your back, your neck, your skin, your whatever as you age, right? Yeah. So there's my daily reminder to tell the other people in, the, in our audience here too as well. Is like we get a unique perspective to yeah. see what's going to happen yeah. If you don't, and we get to see what happens when you do. That's it, exactly. Yeah, you said it perfectly. It's when, now. Hey, oh, I got a, yeah. I got an audience <laughs> cheer, dude. No, that was a perfect little way to put it together, and I love that you bring it uh, all in one piece like that at near the end of the episode because we get to see, like DJ said, we get to see the people who are doing the right things and succeeding. We get to see the people who have tried and what hasn't worked, and we get to see kind of the the real negative of the people who have talked to us for a while, expressed interest, but still not made a change. And now years are going by and we're just seeing that, that gap get wider and wider between what they need to do and what they're currently doing. Those two ladies know, know their why better than anything. Cool. At their age, we've talked so, so clearly about why they're doing, I've talked so clearly yeah. about why we're doing the things that we're That's doing. Awesome. Like I had Kathy today do uh, Turkish get-ups. Cool. With no weight. Yeah. Just to move around like yeah, that. Yeah. Why would we ever do that? Well, we have our reasons for why we do it. Yeah. And so it's like now I can take that same information 
Mm-hmm. Keep going. And they know why. And I can tell the future or the, the younger crowd that I train, their new reasons why are because of what's coming up. And these ladies, they know why they're doing it. And then wish they could get, the, they should be the ones on here right now. And we should just insert them right here and they'd be like, I'll tell you why you younger people should be training. They would. That's what they would tell you. And they'd be a great example of why you should be doing something now yeah. versus waiting to when you get to their age. Yeah. Because if you wait by the time you get to their age. Oof. Impossible. It, that hill. And I don't mean to be like dismissive or no. put anybody down, but like literally you just can't. There's, I've yeah. seen it too much. Right. I, well, I know. If you wait until you retire to start taking care of yourself. Yeah. It won't work in the way you want it to. No, you're you going know? to be very frustrated. You're going to so have a good coach. We're in this exact, exact unique position where we can hear from, like you said, an example, Marilyn's, her existence compared to her friend's existence at that advanced age. You get to know it at your age now, and then you get to impart it upon an even younger trainee. I think that's the cool advantage that hopefully this podcast or time spent with a coach can give to any individual. Well, that... And, and, you and I should be the prime example of what we what people should be emulating. Like, oh, for physicalness, we should be following these guys yeah. specifically. But it's more important that you hear, I think, the testimony of the clients themselves or, or, or share their story. Yeah. Because that's more relevant yeah. to people. It's like, this is your reasons why. Not, right. it's, it's not our reasons why. Yeah. We've got, I've got different, well, I have the same reasons why I do those things because yeah. I understand what old age is going to bring, but I have a different why at my age, why I do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that people should be, I've spent all this years doing this so that you can say, Hey, why are you still doing this DJ? Yeah. It's because I like to play. Yeah. I like to have fun. See, I think that's the great thing about this podcast is that, you know, we have, we have our reasons as professionals and we have our information, but we get to sidestep the, industry's reasons like you don't have to have the tightest six-pack which is what the industry would have you believe because you get to just broadcast yourself and so our reasons might not be the same as as clients and participants but i think we're one step closer than other health and fit pros who are trying to be that kind of industry standard in the way they are yeah i'm sorry i just i'm not going down to eight percent body fat dude well, and I don't think we've talked about it at length, right? Like, I don't think the industry should have anybody be motivated to feel that way. Like, I don't know many individuals who are at their healthiest at 8% body fat. Well, this is that counterculture stuff we, yeah. we've talked about. I say, about. go get, f- check out that episode. We'll put it here. You can watch it. How frustrated it gets to, to, yeah. to see every Joe and Jane out there so ripped and cut. And then it's just, it's marketing. Yeah, and I can I could go on forever, and it's, right. it's they're trying to do something that's it's unobtainable, yeah. it's unrealistic, and it's never going to work with the public. And yeah. the fact that they have to have their shirts off and their clothes off to show you how it just drives me nuts. It's yeah. like you're they're not smart. There may be smart people. I'm not saying they're not smart people, but they're just doing it like everybody else. Yeah, the industry standards are horrible. Right, and I think that the last kind of nail in the coffin is that for those fitness professionals who are participating in, let's say, that side of it, it's not even in their own best wellness. Wellness, Like, I think in 10, 15, 20 years, they're going to regret how they live their life. 
You would hope so. I mean, to bring up something that just happened. Well, maybe recently. for example, like if you do enough sit-ups to have that awesome Instagram six-pack, but you're going to have back pain two decades earlier in your older age, right? It starts happening to you at 50 instead of 70 because you did so many of these forward flexions. Like I think that the industry, that standard, that guy's yeah, trying to get his own it. abs to a certain level, he's hurting himself. And everybody who then thinks yeah. they should follow is also to their detriment. And so that's where I get, you know, I get kind of emotional about it. So I hope that an episode like today where you hear us talking about these things can kind of be that other voice. Well, we just had a, we has had a fitness professional pass away. Oh yeah. That article that we read about how much, what was the name? I can't the, remember. I, I don't, well, I don't know why I, I want to necessarily bring oh, highlight yeah. to that, Okay, good, but it is, good call. It, it is out there, you know, yeah. and this happens quite a bit actually. It's just young, not, not unexpected. Yeah. Well, I think it would have been unexpected if someone would have really been paying attention to him Yeah. or he would have been more open about it and honest. Yeah. I think it's cause it's, it could be like an addiction. It's like drugs. It's like anything, this yeah. thing, this fitness world has actually has killed yep. many a fitness professional because of that idea of having being so lean and so yeah. strong and so professional that the look, they couldn't get away from the look yeah. and it becomes a real issue. It's a body dysmorphia on the other side. Yeah. And so we had somebody pass away in the industry who influenced millions of people. Yeah. And yet his own standards were to his own detriment. And I, man, wow. I don't want to be callous. An example I, of it. But this is what we are facing with. We've got yeah. so many people out there. And it's like, this guy is a great example. And he was very smart and intelligent. But he was also not living that life. Yeah. He was trying to be this model, this right. perfect perfection of a specimen. Fitness to the detriment of to health. His, uh, his own health. Yeah. Uh, we've seen this in major bodybuilding with the steroid use. Many of these bodybuilders die extremely young yeah. because of the overuse of steroids and other supplements that they take. Supplements yeah. in quotations there. Right. And where's that information? It's yeah. like, yeah, it's out there, but you know, too fit for your own good, yeah. so, to, so to speak. Die young or, or live long and be close to yeah. crippled, you know, and, and not, not having functional knees because of all the squats and back pain every day because of all these deadlifts. And it's just why I, squ yeah. I stopped squatting all that yeah. stuff and deadlifting all that stuff right. and doing it. I recognize the, the longevity of that stuff yeah. is limiting. It's really is a short lifespan. It is a short lifespan. And I think, you know, one critical thing, I don't want to go too much longer, but one critical oh, yeah. thing while we talk about this is that those high level, you know, bodybuilding champions or Instagram models, people who have attention for their fitness level, for they the are, look. they're for getting, the look. yeah, here's the, the thing. They are getting paid. They're making some money from it, which is, I think, a categorical difference from the quote unquote lay person yes. who's going to the gym for his or her own personal fitness. And so that's where I have an even higher threshold of safety. If you're coming to me for a workout or if you're following my plan or watching one of my videos, I want you to make sure there's no detriment like that because we can't we can't afford to end up with trouble in our in our older age when we're not even at least getting paid for the six pack now. You see what I'm saying? True. And so I think we should be even more careful with ourselves than those idols that people incorrectly emulate. <laughs> well, I think what we're really teaching here is how to be healthy, dude. Yeah. Not how to be ripped. I sure hope so. I, I, <laughs> if they haven't picked up on the message yet. Yeah. We're talking about health here, not your six pack and yeah. not how strong you are. 
guys. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this many times. Do we need to hit that last piece there? That I think we can do it in one sentence. You know, the, the, the final why. Uh, this yeah. one hits really hard for us, obviously, because we're health and fitness professionals. So a strong reason why we are so health and healthy and fit is because it's our brand. It's what we're known for. Um, and obviously that's a pretty broad example, but I think there can be a microcosm of that for everybody. If you're known in your friend circle for being pretty strong, then they're going to call you when they need to move a heavy piece of furniture. Well, that can be a feedback cycle that keeps you doing your health and fitness behaviors, you know, continuing your weightlifting, yep. right? Or if you're known for being the fastest in your group of friends for the, the cycling that you do or whatever, that can be a why that holds you accountable. And I know that this one will hit home with a lot of people, fitness as a father, right? Being able to play or to be that, you know, uh, whatever your kid sees you as, you know, that strong protective figure, be fit for that. Use that as part of your why. If that's kind of your brand, you know, if that's what your kid knows you as, live up to that. And if you use it for motivation, if it keeps you going, I'm all for that. Yeah, I wanted to go into a little side note there but it's might be just take us past that time it's just like it's not okay to have a it's okay to have a dad bod mm. it's not okay that you can't perform with your and help and play with your kids though yeah yeah i yeah i i i advocate dad bods but i don't advocate this lack of play with your children either. we'll hold on to that one yeah. for sure because so, dad bod is like a i think no one even is totally confirmed on what that means <laughs> like people listening might not even like, think of it the same bod? thing as we're saying it's like We'll need some photographic evidence of that. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, we'll find some. Because <laughs> dad bod has changed a lot, like what it started as, what it means now, what people Shoot. think. It's all well, over. The, the but... fact that it's a category was really funny to me. Yeah, it's like, ugh, yeah, yeah. You know, I just it it's ridiculous. But yes, even more so for that middle aged man, you yeah. know, who has children that wants, you know, that needs to be playing with them. That's right. part of your why. Yeah, I it would be for me. Right, totally. And and then like for some other people, if you're known for being real flexible. And people are like, man, you can't believe it. She can put her head up, like her leg up this high by her head. That weighs into your continuance of your yoga and your stretching, right? And taking care of yourself. And so yeah. don't hesitate to to kind of put yourself out there and be be known for walking, right? Or going on walking meetings with your colleagues. Like that's fine if that's part of what helps you to keep things going. And then you're known for that. And that's sort of that feedback loop. That's to your benefit. So I want to I want to see that happen more often. Yeah, and that's it, what, know, something we benefit from. Yeah, it's like everybody around us knows that you know how we eat, how we live. You know, yep. they're not going to come up to us and go like, "Here, here's all this candy and stuff." And yeah, they're never going to come and push it. That's at a us. great example you too. Know, yeah, it's never going to happen. People they, don't frequently gift me a lot of baked goods at, at the holiday times. Yeah, you right. know, and they know it's not for me. But that that's the kind of thing where it keeps things going. So it definitely matters. Yeah. In fact, we have to be the brand. We've talked about this extensively, how yeah. you and I have to have a certain look yeah. and ability because it is our brand. If we're going to be this passionate, we should be able to perform this passionate too. Yeah. So how long has it been? Great call out. We're almost to 40 minutes, so we're doing oh, pretty close. Yeah, that's, that's good. Let's <laughs> we'll, wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. So. Yeah, we'll call it. We'll play our music out, and then uh, you want to do a little outro for us? Um, sure, why not? Okay. Go for it. Man, it is hot in here. Yeah. I'm sweating. Dude. Check out the thermostat before you leave. So our episode 17 was just a continuum of 16. It was how is 16 and why what we do was 17. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to talk about momentum and how to continue with this and how to keep yeah. it going. We also wanted, we talked extensively about, hey, 
central nervous system fatigue, which is something that, you know, we probably didn't think we were going to get into, but it's knowing when is too much. Right. When to take it back. Yeah, that's what Recognizing how far you need to take it. Yeah. We also talked about how long this may take you. Well, it's going to take some time. You have to be in the mix. You have to be doing things in order to sense this. We also talked about maybe you don't even need to be there in the first place to have health. Yeah. And why? Our daily reminders. How important is it to you? We talked about bone density, needing to have it, and waiting too long to get it done Yeah. versus doing it now. 40 pounds is going to be much harder to take off than 20. Yeah. Learning how to maintain and then finishing off with brand. Yeah. Being known Being for your done. health and wellness can be beneficial for you. And if that's part of why you keep things going, use it. And so I think that's a great recap. And as we go through these episodes, you know, if you ever hear something that you want to know more about, something that you wish we'd go more into, don't hesitate to make yourself known. Send us a message or comment if you're watching this on YouTube. And of course, as we always try to remind, share the podcast with friends and family. Even if you just send one part of one episode, maybe we can spread out and get some more audience. Cool. Sweet. See you next time.